Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyai vel mursalin Muhammedun Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem teslimen kathiren kathiren. Ama ba'du, my brothers and sisters, there is a quote that I use quite often um, and that quote is that every one of us must suffer two kinds of pain. Every one of us must suffer one of two kinds of pain. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Every one of us must suffer one of two kinds of pain. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The truth about life is that everything in life is painful. Everything. Not ill health, illness is painful. To stay healthy is painful because it takes exercise and controlling your diet and this and that. Different kinds of pain. To be friendless is painful. To have friends is also painful. Because you have to give time to people and so on. Be nice to people. and whatnot. People are not always nice but you still have to be nice to them. Forgive people. To be ignorant is painful. To get an education is also painful. Right? To be lazy is painful. And to work hard is also painful. So really for success in life you choose the pain you want. That's it. Many of us want to choose a life which has no pain. Allah didn't make it like that. He didn't make it like that. The uh, Muhammad Ali, Ali, the boxer, he used to say that anyone who says that I love going to the gym is a liar. Anyone who said I love to go to the gym is a liar. Because nobody loves to go to the gym. You go to the gym because you know if you don't go to the gym, you will lose in the ring. Simple as that. If you don't fix yourself in the gym and you don't do the exercises and you don't suffer the pain in the gym, you are going to lose out there in the ring or wherever in the, in the, in the game because you will not be up to the game. Right? I remember reading, I, I did a khutbah on Kobe Bryant after Kobe Bryant died. And among the things I read up about him, two things which really stand out. His teammates, they said that when they would come back from a match where they had been successful. Now, listen carefully. They're not talking about losing something, right? They went to this game and they beat the daylights out of the opposition. They were highly, highly successful. When they got back from the match, his teammate says, all of us would go home or we would go have a party. But Kobe would go to the gym. And he would practice the two shots that he missed in that whole game. Now the game, they, 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 they won the game. Missing two shots in a game. I mean, give me a break. This is life, right? No. He would go and he would practice those two shots and he would do that hundreds of times. Did anyone tell him, tell him to do that? No. Second thing they said was, they said before a game, when we are now in the other place, we are going to go for the game, the coach would say, I want to see, meet all of you at 8 a.m. at breakfast. 
And he said, most of us would moan and groan and, you know, we want to get some rest and get some sleep. And now the coach wants us at 8 a.m. in the breakfast. He said, when we go to the restaurant for breakfast, Kobe would come and he is soaked in sweat from head to toe. Why? Because he has been in the gym since 5 a.m. and he has already put in three hours of practice before that breakfast meeting. That is painful. That is painful. But that is how you become Kobe Bryant. Right? Believe me, if I, to lose weight, if there was a pill, right, eat this once a day, and the alternative was don't max out on carbs, leave the sugars, do this, do that. Which person with even one gram of brain in his head would say, I want to do that and not the pill? Anybody? Nobody. Eat the pill and be done with it now. But there is no such thing. There is no pill. You want to have a decent body, you have to put in the pill. When I was young, I used to, right through my school and college, I used to ride horses every single day. And what I loved, I used to play polo and I used to do dressage. Now doing dressage on a club horse, which is a public horse, right? It's not my personal horse which I can train and so on like Sheikh has his own horse. I, don't, I didn't have that. So I'm riding a horse which is, belongs to the club. So everybody rides a horse. Now dressage is a very, very complicated thing and you have to train the horse for that. But then I'm training the horse and everybody else is riding the same horse. So what I would do is, I would go to the club two hours early. I would muck out the stables. And if you, know, if you want to know what is mucking out the stables, you ask him. Or you go and muck out the stables, you, you know the, the, the beautiful smell of horse dung, right? So, <laughs> I would muck out the stables because I want the horse to know me. The horse is seeing people all day. I want the horse to recognize me. How does that, has that happen? When I groom the horse. Not when I ride the horse. So, I used to muck out the stables. I used to groom the horse, saddle the horse, bring the horse out. Then I would ride. I would take the horse back, muck out the stables again, groom the horse again, put up all the saddlery and all of that. I used to do that every single day. Now, I'm a member of the club, right? Nobody in that club, the, the, the instructors or the, the grooms, no one can tell me to do that because I'm a member of the club. I mean, you don't tell the member of the club to go muck out the stables. I'm doing it for myself. And so I would win dressage competitions on a horse which belongs to the club, not my personal Horse which I trained myself. Same thing with golf. When I started playing golf, I got a, a golf caddy, a chap called uh, Frank Augustine. I used to call him Frankestine. The, the <laughs> Frank Augustine. Now Frank Augustine was a bit like a shrimp. You know, he was like four foot nothing or something, or maybe five foot nothing, and and he was he was skinny as anything, but he would hit a ball. Amazing, amazing. He would hit a ball, the ball would go travel straight down like a like a bullet out of a gun, straight down to the green, from one green to the other. That guy was so fantastic. And because it's the golf is not about strength, it's about the, the, the style of shooting. So he would train me and we do the net, so he put a big net, and then he would sit on the on, on the on the ground behind me and he would throw balls and I had to hit the ball. And Every time I did something wrong, he would go. So I used to call him and say, you are like a chicken. 
going tuck 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 and he would make me hit balls and hit balls and hit balls until i it felt like my shoulders were going to come out i didn't need to do that i'm not a professional golfer i you know i will even what i learned now i think i i must have forgotten but the point i'm making is that it's a question of which pain you choose you want to get close to allah subhanahu wa taala what do we need to know stand in the night ya ayyuhal muzammilu qum al-layla illa qalila nisfahu wa min qusminu qalila aw zid alayhi wa rattil al-qur'ana tatila allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned you want to get close to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stand in the night allah said yes to wake up in the night he ashad what aw aqwa muqila but it is the best thing to understand the kalam of allah and to govern yourself and to be close to allah subhanahu wa it's not easy to wake up that is the sweetest part of the sleep close to fajr and if very very sweet that is a nice time to sleep but you want to get close to allah subhanahu wa taala that is the time get up and stand before allah We all say I want to become Hafiz Quran. You ask Sheikh, is it easy? Huh? It is. You have to suffer. You have to suffer. There is no. There is no shortcut. There is no shortcut. Well, if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala made some people, you know, like like the like Imam Shafir Ahmadullahi, one page he would read, he would memorize just like that, one just by reading. That's a special gift and so on. We don't have that. I don't have it. For me to watch to memorize three ayats will take me ten days. But the point I'm saying is that if you really want to do it, you have to take the pain. And therefore, we come to the fundamental question, which is we have to ask ourselves: Do I really want this thing? Because if I really want the thing, the good news is you can get it. Anybody can get it. It's like going to a shop, right? I want to buy this chair. Can you buy it? Of course. What must I do? Pay the price. That's it, and that's what life is. This whole life of ours is like a shop. You can have anything you want in this life, anything at all. Everything has got a price tag. Everything has a price tag. You want a beautiful, happy marriage? There is a price tag. You want living hell? That is also a price tag. <laughs> people have people have marriages which are like living in Jahannam right here, but otherwise people also have marriages which is like living in Jannah. One very very dear and close friend of mine. I won't mention his name. He just sent me a message today. He said, "All the years that I was living here, I used to send money home, and I did not. I didn't earn much, so I couldn't send much. But he said, now when I got back home, I find that my wife has saved enough money for us to do Hajj. So we are going for Hajj, and they have to get their daughter married. She has also saved money to do that one." Alhamdulillah. Eh? It comes with effort. So I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to open our minds and hearts to this truth that if we want something, we have to work for it, and if you work for it, you will get it. So choose the kind of pain you want. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.